So grab a seat and sit down with the boys. Okay, we have uh, our guy Justin here. Say what's up. Hello. And we have our boy Troy here. Me and Troy are going to be doing the rundown for this week, but we do have news. We uh, finally got our stuff listed on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. So if you want to check us out there instead of YouTube, and especially because it's just more efficient, you know, because YouTube be draining battery and all that, feel free to do so there. But yeah, this week we're going to be doing a quick mid, I say mid-season, it's a little bit past mid-season, but recap of the spring 2021 anime season and... Uh, yeah, probably not going to watch 40 shows again in a season, like, anymore. You know, having life be difficult and all that. But, you know, Troy's watched about 10 or so shows, right? 10 yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. Well, and it's, um, a, it's a wee bit generous, but I like that. It's a round number. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'll sink and fluff you up a bit, you know. No worries. I'm a and, fluffer. Yeah, we're not going to go in-depth on everything. This will be more general thoughts on a lot of shows. Some shows I'll save for another time, especially anything I feel is smaller or smaller scale. But let's get right into it. Troy, have you watched 86? I have not. Okay, okay. So 86, quick general idea. It's about... See, this, this is what I lack is like proper terminology. So when I want to talk about something, I'm like, dang, those science words I need in my head, they're just never there which is fine. But like, okay, so you have this group of people, you know, let's go with like German supremacy. I don't know whatever to call it. But yes, they, they're in charge, right? They, they are these dominant race. They all look similar, you know, fascist. in reading Alabama style. I mean, no, it is, more, it is more fascist. But yeah, so they're the dominant race and they have all these outcasts who pretty much work for them, right? And who battle against these mechanical robotic threats or other threats granted take it with a grain of salt when i say this i don't know what the threats are from or why they exist properly yet but they do exist and these outcasts of the race you know of the races that dominate over them are you know pretty much just used as flesh bags to take the hits to kill them off you know Fucking so that they don't have fodder. to get their hands dirty yeah pretty much and so the thing about it is it's more so a character drama from the main character's point of view who actually, her father, you know, tried to build relationships with these people and help them and, you know, take care of them. And she's kind of inherited that same mentality and mindset. So she wants to do the same. But you, like, realize it's, like, one person against, like, a whole mentality of, like, yeah, these people are lesser. Who cares? They can die off. And, you know, they're given this promise in five years, you know, you'll be free if you just do your job for five years and you survive, which, you know, it's all a lie. And they will send out like new threats to them. Like they'll intentionally send them off to get killed or get yeah. them killed somehow, you know. They, yeah, that's they did that shit in Decadence too. Just mm -hmm. dangled that carrot out there. Yeah. So by doing so, they kind of limit like their freedom so that they never get integrated in their society and all that. And it's from her perspective. And then also... Well, the main guy from that group, Undertaker, as well as a lot of the side characters and all that. So that's really the gist of the story. Um, it's definitely one of the better shows of the season. I mean, overall, granted, I have people who have read the light novel that I know and like other people who hype it up really high. And I'm like, it's not my favorite show of the season. Like, oh, well, is what it is. But I do like it and all. So there's that. Uh I'm going to skip over Back Arrow because that was from last season and we'll save that for ranking. Though I will say the second half of the Back Arrow show 
even though I ranked it relatively low last time we did the ranking, second half is really good. Like if, I mean, you know, I guess people said the same thing about Code Geass because it's the same director and all that and it had that same vibe. It's like, yeah, this first part is like, okay, or is the middle part or whatever. But like this second half of the season has been really enjoyable. A lot of like twists and turns that you're like, didn't, didn't see that coming. All right. Next show is Bakuten. It is about male rhythmic gymnastics. And I kid you not, it is legit probably my top three show this season for some strange reason that I think it's like one of the most well done shows this season. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I haven't I haven't watched that one yet. I, I know for a fact that I'm probably one of like I don't know I, I haven't I haven't got branded what, one of like a handful of people. Listen, I watched this just to see what it was, and the fact that I liked it as much as it was just a complete shocker. There was I think every sports show this season I've liked way more than I was expecting because you know sports shows can be really hit or miss, especially when you get to the very shonen-y kinds. These are yeah. not the very shonen-y kinds. They can get pretty tropey. Yeah. And this one is just like really well done, like well, it's like watching a really well-directed slice of life. It just happens to be sports following men's rhythmic just gymnastics, like the character stories, the character arcs that happen are just, that, really, it's like thing? really good slice of life anime. Is me- men's rhythmic gymnastics a real thing? I, I didn't, I, if, it's, if it's a bigger thing in Japan, then it's made out to be here in the anime. Like I'd be surprised, but like, I know it's a thing, you know? I, dude, I don't know I'd, how big of a thing, but something. That's just that's just the weirdest sounding shit to me. Rhythmic I, gymnastics? Is it just dancing? With it's like it's really tumbling? just it's a lot of gymnastics and tumbling, but it's more performative. Do they use the like ribbon? No, no, no. It's more just the actual acrobatics of it all but with like performance aesthetic it's like watching like a dance competition except it's more you know tumbling flips handstand like you know those acrobatic components Mm -hmm. with style added to it versus like dance moves in like a dance competition or anything like that where it's more stagnant things that you're dealing with kind of like a cheer cheer competition yeah yeah that's that's a better uh turn to it but yeah that's more of the vibe all right those motherfuckers are impressive that's not Okay, like, it's CG engine, but, like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's CG. But when they did the movements, I was like, this is really, like, it doesn't look bad by any, the animation itself looks really clean. It's like, they they make it look really nice. I was like, wow. And there's, like, three, four-minute performances that they'll do when they happen to do them. And I'm like, honestly, they do a really good job with it. Like, I know the CG models look like CG models. Like, it's not the best-looking ones. But when it comes to the animation for them and how they move, it is super clean. Like, most shows don't get them look that good so i mean overall like it's just a surprising series that i really enjoyed from this season and i legit would recommend if you if you are willing to just be like you know what let me just sit down and like take a day to watch it i'm almost confident like if someone to watch they would actually enjoy it you know all right what's next battle athletes restart that is a remake it's another okay this is like on my lower end of sports shows but it's also not really a sports show, but it's a remake of an original series that I didn't look too much too into. So I only have limited knowledge, but it's about like female competitors from different planets. So it's, it's got, it's like a Miss Universe pageant, except it's, you know, an athletic competition. 
and they're all from actual different planets. So you can argue it's an actual Miss Universe type thing. It's like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Except they're not fighting to the death. Though, they kind of are. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's like, so, it's like Galactic Ninja Warrior. <laughs> so, overall premise is they have this competition and they do it for like, the winner has like, they bring honor and accolades to their planet for their people and all that they're all different races whatnot and so they're doing their job and it starts off and it's like okay it's just a simple competition and this girl she had a run-in with this girl who happened to be an alien and then it motivated her to like try to enter that competition and work hard for it so you follow her then you meet all the other characters and they all have like their own unique circumstances and then there's subplots of like murder and like behind the scenes works of different organizations trying to manipulate the events and like cloning people and manufacturing people and like, you know, civil wars on other planets and, you know, a few character stuff here and there. It's, it's, it's a lot happening. And then you have like, your like your black, you know, like a uh, detective guy who's like one of the main character. Well, he's not a main character, but he's like one of the, plot-led characters where he's like you know you have a black detective in a movie and he's just that guy like always surviving by like the edge of his hair you know and he's just like trying to push through and solve the mystery and stuff like that that's what he's doing the whole time and so you have that plot going on where he's trying to solve the mysteries to make sure everything's working out clean and yeah it's a lot happening I mean it's a very interesting show it's not a show I'd recommend because I feel like it can't can be a little too much all over the place but like if you were if you're going for something to watch to be entertained by it's it's an entertaining show to say you know any other thoughts troy i've never heard of it but i don't know miss universe ninja warrior sounds fucking pretty metal if, if they focus more on the different sports aspects i feel like it would make more intrigue it's a little more on the drama aspects which is why i think like if they were to balance a little better it would work but you know it's it is what it is still something to watch at the end of the day Mm -hmm. all right next up is pretty boy detective club or bishonen tante don that is a show following the female lead mayumi dojima who joins this group of detectives who are called the pretty boy detective club they have their three roles be a boy be pretty be a detective Simple, straightforward, but it's Anisio Eason work. Anisio Eason is like a big detective novelist in Japan for light novel series. So I will say it's like one of the lesser of my, what I like from his works. I do like a lot of other stuff better that I've read from him because I have read a decent amount of his light novels. The anime is fine. It's very resemblance of like what Shaft does for his works and all that. I think the thing is like the, the through line for the plot or like the impact it has is like less than the other series. And like, I mean, that's how a lot of the works do tend to start, but this one feels like less so than what it could be or what it usually is. And like, you know, I feel like a lot of the characters haven't like developed too much on their own yet, but I've also heard the same for like people who read the books. It's like, yes, the first, first book is best. And then like, it just kind of goes downhill. So this could just be one of those series that, you know, is just okay in those regards. It's, it's, it's an okay series, but it's not one I would hard recommend or anything like that. My yeah. Hero Academia, fifth season. Bro, I saw that detective one on Crunchyroll, and I was like, oh, pretty boy, fuck squad. I was, I was like, I'm not into that shit. 
I mean, that's not really what it's about. It is mainly about the know, tech stuff, but yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Any, but yeah, my hero. Uh, I think the anime has been better than this arc was. In, in the manga, I, I'll agree there. Yes. What else? But I am still not a fan of this arc. And we talked a little bit about it, but like we've, we've hit the the point a few times. Yeah. Todoroki gets the hard shaft to Tetsu, 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 Tetsu. And it's like that's sick that Tetsu, Tetsu, Tetsu is getting some fucking character development, but like Shoto's been hyped to be like super strong. We know he's super strong. He exceeds his limit with his fire. And then it's just like, nah. So it was like, well, that was kind of a wasted moment. But I do... I think Shinzo is a cool character. So, like, I'm happy Shinzo he's Shinzo was Sageo? I agree. Sageo. But yeah, like, his mask is fucking cool. Like... Persona chords. Cool, yeah. It's like, don't ask how it works, but it's neat. Same <laughs> as his binding cloth. Like, Frequency. Yeah, we were just don't like, don't ask how, how the it... binding cloth works, but it's, it's neat. Like, how, how does any of your shit work? He's like, don't worry about it. But, Anime logic, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's like, but they're cool, huh? But yeah, it's, I don't know. This episode of Bakugo has been my favorite so far. It's just literally to... my favorite part in this whole arc. Like, <laughs> it's just. Dude, because it's, I don't know, it's just a good representation of him growing as a character. Now, do you, do you want to go through, like, a quick, like, battle-by-battle battle scenario where we just talk about him a little? Well, yeah. Well, in, like, reference to the one, I'll rank him real quick. As, so far, the Todoroki one's my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one with Yairozu is the right the above one. that. Are there, have there been three or four? There's been four. Who am I missing? The first one is uh De- Denki and uh Suyu. Um. Oh, with Shinzo. Kaminari, Shinzo. Where he's their fifth. Um, I would probably say that one and the Yaya Rosa are neck and neck. Mm-hmm. They're kind of tied. I really don't like the Todoroki one. And the Bakugo one fucking slaps. It side characters get moments. Bakugo is clearly growing as a character. He's also clearly he's what Todoroki could, could like, be should be represented as. Where it's okay, just like, okay. Because the so, other class, the second he shows up on the field, the other class is like, we just lost. I'll I'll, I'll also rank mine real quick. Yeah, Bakugo's on top. Then I'd say the Yaoyrozu uh Tokoyami, Aoyama, Invisible Girl one. That's second. Yeah, because I love Tokoyami's little flashback. The first, the first group had uh, Kaminari, Kirishima, uh, Kodo, the animal speak, uh, Suyu, and Shinso. That's third. And then the Todoroki one with uh, Ida. Uh, what's his name? Shinjo. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ojiro, Tailman. Right? And yeah normal hero or like the first one i rank as like it's an okay fight like it has it's like okay before i do that i should preface 
the issue, my overall issue, once you get to the end of this arc and you like do some retrospecting, I think class 1A is shafted in the fact that you don't get to see what they actually learned for almost every battle, except for like a character or two, which makes them feel almost useless because I'm like, you guys could have been at this point at the start of the series for all we know, because you're just, you haven't shown any development, right? So when you put people out there and they're doing nothing and they did nothing to begin with, you've, you've already like lost that level of interest where I'm like, no, you're not being written as a more well done character by any means. You're just being shown, yes, but yeah. you're not really doing much. Class B has the benefit of the doubt because you don't get to see them all the time. And they do technically have, you know, more per okay. See, it's a dumb logic to it. It's like, oh yeah, class B has more to prove. They really don't. They have just as much to prove. So, like in terms of motivation, both classes should be putting their effort. My my also issue that comes with that is like when it comes to strategizing and coming with ideas, you should see like the edges being like chipped away from both sides, even if you don't know what to expect from the other side because you just don't know. Class A is like an open book. So why doesn't class A have knowledge on class B, right? You went to a training camp together. You have yeah. access to this knowledge. Like, and it, they literally, they formulate. It feels like a loose thing right there. Right? They formulate all their plans right before. And then class B literally has like. It's like, here's Batman. the perfect counter plan. Yeah, it's they're like, like plans on plans <laughs> on plans. It's like it just keeps working out. And it's like, okay, class A is getting these like lucky breaks because of like, you know, this worked out because of this, this. And I'm like, you're yeah. not, you can give both groups shines, which is what I like about Bakugo's fight. Even though complete sweet, you can see the efforts made by the other group. It's just Bakugo Dude, I was just going to. So much more improved. The other group handles him well and Bakugo's whole team. If Bakugo was a shown... different person. He would have been taken out. That's literally the through line to that fight. But you know how, like, everyone on that team did something? Mm -hmm. Sugar Rush, Freeze him, yeah. Jiro, whatever. She's Cape tracking. Guy, she does the heartbeat blast. The yeah. In all the other fights, it's basically, like, Asui and Shinso. It's like, here's your one, two. They they're the doing fight. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, the other fight was, like, Bakugo was like the tip of the attack, but like the entire team was functioning. Like you work to support. See, yeah, that's what I don't get. Because like not all the battles which feel like, like that. Almost none that, of the battles feel like it feels like a bunch of people doing class things B. Like, oh, and then, like it kind of almost just every out. yeah, almost every fight class B. See, functions the, the way the second Bakugo's fight team with Yao Yorozu and uh, Kendo. Like Kendo does that same thing, just a way lesser degrees. Because Bakugo seems like he nails that, right? Yaoi Rosu doesn't feel like she does that at all during that fight, which is like the biggest letdown of that fight for me, even though you have that moment with her showing off and pushing to the very end and Tokiyami doing his thing. It's like you don't show her work as well with the team, you know? It's like very one-note ways to gather information. She didn't even have like walkie-talkies or any communication with them, even yeah, though she really, very well could. It's you know? really reactionary. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't forward-thinking heavy, you know? It's just like, okay, what do we do yeah. with this and I was like, but they kept touting her as this like strategist, and it's just like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, you didn't play it off like that, and especially when you have those earlier scenes yeah, with like, like them against Aizawa, her and Todoroki, and we get to Todoroki's fight. My biggest issue is not that Tetsu 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 does good; it's the fact that Todoroki's best doesn't feel any better than any of his best that fails. That's what I'm saying. Any other fight he has, it feels That's like what it's I'm the saying. same thing every time, and it's what was the, the purpose? What was the purpose of the flashback with Endeavor? And because, like, 
if they had handled it where he has the Endeavor flashback and that basically like gives him a moment hesitation because mm-hmm. he remembers how fucked that was. Yeah. So then his fire pulls back like, for a second. He, he he finally reaches that limit that and he's ma- like, all right, keep pushing it. But yeah, he goes his plus ultra moment with his fire is literally outshined by the metal dude and it's plus just like, metal when it's heated and cool that's my biggest thing it well you know just the logistics of how if you heat and cool metal it's going to become brittle and that never happens and i'm just like i hate that's it's, it's just really scientific that i hate about the fight because it's like these freezing cold ice around you your body temperature is going to detract then it's going to inhale and inflate and then it's going to detract again you're damn and it doesn't do anything. That's just a sciencey part. It's fine. The power is. It's, it's like Pokemon where steel beats uh, ice, fire beats steel. Yeah. So, like that's cool, whatever. But like when you go into like sometimes they go into the sciencey aspect of powers, and sometimes they don't. I'm like that. It was right there, guys. It was you're around this cold ice the whole time. If you're being heated, it's literally going to damage you if you're metal. You know, that's just me. Yeah, and he fucking. Yeah, like t- he's red hot and punches Todoroki and it's like I'm sorry your hand would be pudding your hand you have a steel hand that is molten red hot the moment you make contact with anything semi solid well Todoroki that's gonna hurt the guy gonna have more scars on his face bro no but I'm saying Tetsu Tetsu's gonna have a his hand's gonna be soft. Oh, tattoo, tattoo, fucking... because yeah, he, that that's no good. That should hurt him too. So he punches, and it should be like, blah, 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 blah. but yeah, they don't do that. So it was just fucking plot, 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 plot for Tetsu, Tetsu, and I was like, dude, if it wasn't Todoroki's plus ultra fire moment, imagine. Hold up, imagine. No, okay. in, no, no, no. Time out. Imagine yeah. if in the sports festival, when he finally uses his other side and lets all the fire go. If Deku just came up and was like... And knocked him out. Ah, wins and goes to the next round. Yeah. It'd be like, sick fire, dude. That's how I felt. It was just like, oh my god, you're stronger than your dad, who we just saw fucking incinerate the strongest living Nomu. So it's like this, like, you're like, oh my god, Todoroki's the prodigy. And it's Tetsu Tetsu's just like, there's a fucking right hook, bitch. I was like, this... I felt the same it, exact it, it way. It feels like a letdown. Okay. When but I read I, it, same feeling. Yes, I, was just I like, agree. When I read that part, I got really annoyed. My biggest thing is like, if you're going to have those moments where like you have a team setting, let them work as a team. If you're going to get takeouts that feel like they're a little more impractical or else you're just going to make certain characters feel like Todoroki does not feel like he's like, ah, oh, yes, the UA class 1A big three. He's, he doesn't feel like it's really just Deku and Bakugo. Who cares about the rest at all? So many points of the series, right? Yeah, the, those two have pulled away from him so hard. And, and like, if you go into spoilers of like the really big arc that you know things happen, that's yeah. the same thing, man. It, which like to me just seems like it, it, to me it's a why bother. Like if if you're gonna do that, why bother about the rest? Yeah, I'm just like especially dude. if you're gonna keep throwing him in there. I'm like, what, what are you doing? It's such a waste, dude. Like, and, and all the best arcs involve Endeavor, and like, I'm like, oh, whatever, whatever. And Endeavor's in an arc, man. It's beheaded. I will say, quick, just aside on My Hero without spoilers on the current arc. This current arc, I, any arc that feels like it's not My Hero tends to just feel like a really good arc for some reason. Like, 
I don't know where this arc is going to go, but like in the manga, I'm really interested because it feels really different. It feels like some Batman noir stuff, stuff like going down. It's weird. Bro, I need to catch up. I'm so behind. Yeah. All right. All right. On to the next stuff because we, we have uh, quite a bit of stuff that I want to run through. All right. Uh, I'll skip that because that's just a regular kid series in Japan. Okay. Sesfis is um like one of those series akin to like Berserk. It's an older manga that's really popular that somehow when it gets animated or even Vagabond or Kingdom where somehow it's like, all right, in order to do the series, we're going to do 3D engine and we're just going to run with it. And it's like those really popular older manga. So I don't know how this is like just a trend, but I will say beyond that, the beyond the CG, it doesn't look too bad overall. The actual fighting and the movements for it look really good, but the story is why I keep watching. Like, I, it's it's something I'm just gonna probably end up reading because I'm like really entertained by like the story and how it's told, and it's probably just gonna look better if I read the manga anyways. But yeah, it the adaptation is probably not to its benefit by any means or anything like that. Like I can't recommend it to people in the same way I'd want to just on the crux of the story because I'm really entertained by the story. It's about this Roman fighter who's like trying to win his freedom and stuff like that. It's a really simple premise, but like, you know, it's like boxing, ancient boxing. And it's, it's like reading kingdom or something like, it's like, here's this historical thing. Let's turn it into like a manga series or Vinland saga. And like, let's just make it really, you know, manga anime-esque and have Mm. those intense moments. So that's really what it is. And it's just good read or would be a good read, I suppose. Right. Oh, I want to talk about one of my least favorite shows this season, Dragon House Hunting. Main character, <laughs> Big I Dragon, cries all the time. Real. Okay, over time, it's gotten not as bad. It's still like one of my least favorite shows this season. <laughs> He's still really annoying. It's just the fact that one of the side characters is a demon king who's just an elf, who's just like a really composed character who's not annoying and I actually enjoy as a counter for him who makes the dragon like slightly less annoying at times. And then the dragon finds like this uh, super rare mythical bird who can like summon frost storms and stuff like that. And it's like a little baby. And he like kind of becomes its like adopted parent because he's just on his journey looking for a house. And that character, that little bird who doesn't speak is actually really cute and like entertaining to follow. It's really just the main character that every time the main character is there, I'm like, I just want to stab my ears up because all he does is cry and scream. I mean, sometimes he doesn't, but, like, it's, you know. It, it happens is enough. Is. Yeah. Um, Eden's Zero. Uh, I've read this whole thing, or at least caught up to the manga. It's made from the author who did Fairy Tale. It's really One Piece-esque in the story, though. Like, you know, if, if I'm going to say any series is, like, One Piece-inspired, it's Fairy Tale, Eden Zero, Rave, anything that uh, Mashima's done. Because, like, you can see it. Like, you have all the knockoff rip uh, One Piece characters. You'll see Gildar, two Shanks. You'll see that Kuma ripoff, you know. Mm-hmm. You got the whole lot, you know. It is what it is. But this series actually, I think, does a better job in keying in, in the character moments and the adventure. That gives it, like, a really solid One Piece vibe. And it kind of does it in its own way because, you know, it's more like, all right, how do we make the power of friendship feel like a very natural part to the series? And they do find a way to do it. And it works out. It doesn't feel too contrived, at least as of now. And it has a really good flow. 
So like I would recommend Eden Zero as a manga more so. The anime is a little slow, which the manga does start slow as well. So like once it picks up, like you get some really good moments. But like once the anime picks up, you know, maybe I'll have like more to say and to improve thoughts on it, you know. Um, let's see what else. Fairy Ron Maru. That is a magical boys show that involves magical boys. It's not magical girls. It's completely different. Who their yes. goals. Their goal. Men needed a win. They did. This is this is male empowerment here. Yes. And I gotta say, it's the plot is trash. It's really bad plot. It's so bad. Like I don't mind the premise and all. Uh, it, it does bug me. Like their main character designs look like absolutely fine to me. I'm like, I like your main character. Your transformation designs almost all look like crap, and I hate looking at them. That's just a personal pet peeve. I just think they look really bad and like overdone. The plot is like they have to like get like essence from people, so they have to help people in the human world to like send it to their world to like improve it or something like that. But there's like race, uh, they're they're all different races of um, fairies and stuff like that. So they gotta help out with that and all. And you know, it's uh, a little all over the place. You know, like some of the plots we feel really exaggerated. Like one. There's people like trying to feed on the darkness of people. So they create those like dark moments that lead to them having to be saved. And then when they're saved, like they're all good and fancy, but they have like taboo rules that they have to like not break and all that. And it's, it's a, it's a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. That's also one of my lower rank shows though. What was it called? Fairy Ron Maru. Oh yeah. All right. Really Magical quick. essence, boys. I'm going to skip to Joron because I know you watch Joron just so I can take a break from talking real quick so my throat can <laughs> cool down. Fuck's Joron. Joron, the, uh, the Tale the of Snow. Snow, or the Princess of Snow and Blood. Yeah. Snow Princess, yeah. That shit's tight. I haven't finished it yet. Or I'm not, right. like, fully caught okay. up. Say, say what you know. But, yeah, like... I think I'm on, like, episode four or five. She, like... Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's pretty tight. I guess she is some sort of rare blood. She's, she's like, the Uchiha clan, yes. Yeah, so she... Yeah, basically. Someone killed her parents, hardcore Sasuke style. I don't know if it was her brother, but it might have been. Um, but she, like, vows to get revenge, ends up killing this one girl's family, ends up adopting that girl. This bitch can, like, call a raven to her side and become, like, a raven. That's, like, her race samurai. thing that she does. Yeah, they become, like, a chimera, but they have full control of it. And then some fucking... Honky ass bitch is trying to steal her power or her family's power, so he's making like artificial chimera beasties, and she's charged with putting them down. And then there's some like I don't know politicking mm-hmm. going on. Some like I don't it's not like Game of Thrones, the court intrigue stuff because it's like kind of more Sherlock Holmes Mm -hmm. era because 
one bitch has like an umbrella with a like gun seem- umbrella. Yeah, seemingly infinite supply of uh, arrows. But yeah, it's kind of that like modern era clashing with the samurai age. So people are wearing top hats with canes and shit. But yeah, like I guess her boss is a spy or something. I don't know. The blonde chick's a bitch and just killed someone important on the last episode I saw. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I was gonna keep watching that, but I got distracted by VV. Maybe so good, but we'll get that'll be like the last thing we end up talking about anyway. But so. yeah, this is like super cool, and the intro is pretty solid. But yeah, there's some pretty cool fights, and the story is interesting. Pretty anime tropey, like last year clan seeking revenge. It's like I feel like I've heard that one a hundred times. All right, yeah. So but I do the twist about her family getting killed and then her killing a girl's family and then adopting her, but the girl's actively trying to kill her. I'm like, eh, that's a fucking trip. Yeah, there's plot points in it I really like, but the yeah. way you describe it kind of just makes me think about how I thought about it over time. It can be all over the place, and that's my biggest issue with the series. Like, I like a lot of the plot points that present themselves. I don't think they're all handled. The, some of them, like, there's that episode where that, the one where the blonde chick kills that one person, and it's like, uh, okay, I, I understand the point and why it's happening, but it also feels, like, really messy because I didn't care too much in any regard. You just made her seem like a worse person. And when you watch more of the episodes, like, the characters can be a little, like, wishy-washy in, like, their mindsets or how they're presented. I already got that impression. I was just like, yeah, but I like, I I like the the main girl's story, you know? Yeah. I like the main girl's story. See, they end uh, certain, (laughs) they end certain plots earlier than you think though. So I'll let you keep that in mind. Yeah. But I kind of, I think the weakest points, the little, like, I guess it's probably the B plot. I guess her revenge is the A plot, and the B plot's the people she works for. B plot if, is significantly less interesting. If you're me. on the episode I think you're on, the original A plot ends in, like, an episode or two. Like, it's done, and then it's oh, she gets, another plot. She gets revenge? I mean, she I, does something. Something happens. That's what's up. It's probably cool. I need to watch that episode. I mean, I do like the art style. That was like one of the most interesting things of the series mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, it's it a, has pre- a it has a really nice aesthetic. It's a pretty show, like visually and the sound and the music and shit. It's like if you're not, it's not like so bad that you need to like shut your mind off. It's not like Dragon Ball Super where it's just like sit back and enjoy the fucking show, mm-hmm. but like. It's in that vein where it's like, yeah, not the best story. I think it could do a little better on if it did better on plot execution, it would be a better series for me overall. Yeah, but it looks cool and it is, you know, pretty. Yeah, solid. if you want, if you want some nice art, some action, like it's something to watch. All right, yeah, time to go back up to Fumetsu no Anata E to Your Eternity, which was it's definitely one of the highest rated shows this season, and I will say it's probably one of my favorite. It's up there. 
it's an emotional tale about like God cast the stone and the stone has like the ability to what's the way to put this like take over a dead soul's life and so like it just keeps going like so it's cast as a stone then it becomes plants a wolf dies on the plants so it becomes the wolf because it takes over its essence once it dies right the dead thing is still dead and all but like it it's kind of like what if I were to create a secondary life that's immortal and see how it lives its life based on who it absorbs who it interacts with and stuff like that right and so in the first episode he becomes a wolf and then he meets yeah. this boy and eventually that whole journey happens and then you know spoilers for the first episode the boy does die so that's how he becomes a human at the end of it because the boy had this journey he wanted to do and so he risked his the, life okay hold up i'm gonna watch this show now so don't i think you'll really like it i'm not gonna spoil I, anything that happens after that i saw the first picture and saw the wolf and then i heard that people were saying it was sad mm-hmm so I just assumed the wolf died and decided that I wasn't going to watch it. <laughs> but <a> good one. <laughs> if it's just the kid dying, I don't give a I don't give a shit. Well, you'll see what it is when you watch it, but then it becomes like this character story and he's like it's just a person of many forms interacting with people. He doesn't understand people. He can't really communicate properly at least as of yet. And he keeps journeying on in this life, trying to understand. And like, basically, God is just watching him from that point of view and seeing what's going to happen with him. And like, what is he going to do around these people? What will he become at the end of the day? It's probably it, it was made from the uh, creator of uh, I want to say creator of a silent voice. So like there there are really sad moments, like the one episode, I think it was six or five where that, something happens to one character who's there. It's like really I, was, I wasn't seeing it coming right there. I was expecting another character for it to happen to, and then it just happens to another character, and I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I felt really bad. I didn't feel good. Monday has, like, some sad shows, man. But, yeah. <clears throat> Next up, uh, so you'll end up watching that, hopefully, for when we rank them and all, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will now that I know the wolf doesn't die. And it's also 20 episodes, so it'll run over into next season, just to let you know. So that'll be Word for that, out. too. Uh, next is Hige Wosoru. It's the guy. It's just, it's the anime. I shave my bear and pick up a high school girl. It's not really a romance in that regard, which is the funniest part. Though he is like the nicest guy. Basically, this girl was like a high school girl, and she's kind of like trying to get by, so she would like sleep with a ton of other guys and like try to stay with them because she ran away from home. And she happens to meet this guy when he's drunk, but he happens to be just a really good guy, so he never does anything. And he's like, you know what? You're not going to go back home and you might not be comfortable back home. So I'm going to take care of you. And so he's like a good guy who's caring and wholesome and like looking out for her and protecting her while she's like trying to be like, well, maybe I should do this, that, and the third. And then she's like trying to do certain advances. And then she just realizes he's a good person. So like you have her story of her like trying to like get reaccustomed into like wanting to go back home, hopefully as he's taking care of her. And he's like dealing with his own personal romantic life at work and whatnot. Cause you know, he, 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 he makes it straight up a point. He's like, you know, I'm into chicks with big tits, you know, older woman, that's his type. So he makes that clear. I know Justin's like, I knew Justin was going to vibe to that. So I had to mention it. So that's, that's, that, <laughs> that's that whole thing right there. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's not really interested in her though. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a romance. Cause he's like a really good guy, you know, and I'm not going to knock it if it's like, okay, 
he were to go like legal boundaries to how to process that whole romantic endeavor because like everyone else is pretty much trash around her and she's like the most sweet adorable person who just like has a mental mentality and it hurts i mean it it kind of sounds like it's just a show about a guy grooming a high school girl he's he's really more like a father honestly that's how they get him i mean that's if that's one way to do it man i gotta learn i guess no you don't want to learn how to groom children son that's how they caught up Ghislaine. Oh, is that what happened? I'll just do a better job at not getting caught. Don't worry. You learn. That's what anime is for. It's it's for the technique. It's like Ghislaine's like trained by MI6. My dad. It's like was Israeli secret forces. And you're just like, word. I watched life anime. Parts, in most parts in Japan, like I believe like 16 is legal age of consent. So at the end of the day, it's if that's what it is, like that's fine. Granted, I think it's like illegal to like house someone, but he's like not a bad person. So like in her circumstances, no, it's like the running away, sleeping with guys, trying to find places to stay. Those people are like much the, worse uh, than him. the freaking dude in Parasite, where he like wants to get engaged to the daughter, even though she's in high school. Mm-hmm. People were like, when that first came out, they were like, what the fuck? Like in like in like places like Europe, 16s, like if it's places where it's like legal, I don't care too much because it's like, then what am I complaining about, you know? But, you know, if it was like American standards and, you know, people would act like they normally act, then I'd be like, yeah, that's weird. If you, especially if you try to emphasize that it's a weird thing, but he's not trying to do anything like that. So it's like, whatever. It's like a really wholesome show, surprisingly. Um, what's next? Nagatoro. So Nagatoro has trended a lot on Twitter for just translation things where they, they say things Oh like, my god, bro. The horniest show on fucking the planet. It's not horny at all. <laughs> what have you heard on it? No, the people who watch it, bro. I think, think the people who complain and make it trend on Twitter are weird people. They'd be getting mad over everything. It's it, It's gotten some notoriety for... Like, this is what the series has been in the manga. Just, you know... It's like, what if we use colloquial terms for translations and then people just flipped out over them? Like, they used the word, like, sus and things like that. And I'm like, you know, sus is just sort of for sus- suspicious suspect, you know? So, like, it's not necessarily weird, you know? And, like, it's just, what if they don't use in Japan? You're just translating it for other people who are not from there. So you're going to use terminology that works. Yeah, and that's so not even that's, what the series is about. It's 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 pretty much a romance. Hoggers, bro. It's a romance, but it's like one of those messed up where she like teases the guy and bullies him because he has like no backbone. That's on him. Psh, whatever. But like at the end of the day, she does like him, and you can see she likes him. He's just an idiot, you know, scrub nerd, virgin, high school main character. It's really cute at times, I will say. Like I have no, I really honestly don't have any issues with it. Like I do enjoy quite a few episodes. maybe not everything's funny some of it's like okay comedy but you know it's it's a decent watch altogether i wouldn't say it's like a hard recommend or anything but like if someone wanted to watch like a romance with this type of vibe i would recommend it here's a show that i know you will complain about troy even though it's like the same logic i already use for higo so this is koi koi kimo which i don't remember the english name but it's the same premise where it's this adult guy 
who is trying to get in a relationship with a high school girl, but he's definitely more forward with it. But at the end, he's, he's a really nice guy and all. And like, again, she's like 17. So like, if, if I go on Japanese legal, like it is what it is. That's how they get him though. They're no, really it's not the same in the grooming. Like he's, he does no, have a but, separate life. But they're really nice to him and they approach him and they're like, if it's legal, then it's legal. But it's just like, at that point, you know, it's like those guys who would, a senior who would date a freshman. And it was just like, there's some light, there's some life to be lived that is between you two some serious life experience gaps with the girl you're pursuing. Like maybe let her go to college, figure some shit out. I don't know. Uh. (laughs) Like, you know, if it's legal, that's fine. But it's also like still weird. I I think it's a person by person. Cause like you are at the end of the day, not everyone's as mature as one another. So like it's 17. It it can be really circumstantial. Mm. How old is he? He's like 26. I think in the other show, he's like 27. And then both girls are like 17, which again, age gap is a little larger than it could. It needs to be. But like, okay, for this, for this premise, he has no trouble getting chicks at the end of the day. Like the people at his workplace really like him. He, they're just like really basic, non like he just like I'm just doing this just to do it type relationships. So when he meets her, it's because like she helps him out unexpectedly, and he doesn't think he's ever gonna run to her again. And this so he why. he goes home, and then he just sees this is why that's not it yet. This he is goes why. he goes home he with where his sister's at right, and he sees the girl who helped him. And he realized the same girl and he's like, oh, well, you know, uh, I mean, if you want me to thank you in any way, I just offer my body. And she just says flat out no. And he's like, really? Every every other chick I say this to would do it. But, you know, she's just like, I would never do that. And then she starts like belittling him and like, you know, scolding him. And he's like, wow, no one's ever talked to me. And then he gets this fascination because it's like, if life is that easy for you, there is that factor. Like people like that tend to be more attracted to like the opposition to things that feel harder to get which leads to him trying to push the relationship. And like, she's a little more hesitant. At the end of the day, he is a really good guy and he's like really nice and does care for her. But she also like, it, it is like a uh, rom-com in the sense where like someone at his workplace is trying to get a relationship with him. And then someone at her school is trying to get a relationship with her. And it probably will end up in the way that the series presents that it is, you know, but you know, it's, it's the series at hand. Like it's actually funny. It's it's an enjoyable rom com, but like you know, rom coms are not for everyone because rom coms can get weird. It's the easiest way I could put this. That one's got some uh, red flags. In my like, humble, like, in my like, most humble like, opinion, like, like I say, like not everything is built for like a common American audience or or like other countries where it's like, yeah, that's that's uh that's a no go. Yeah, that's uh. Even if you're talking about Europe, a lot of places in Europe, a lot of like legal things like consent and stuff are like age 16 and things like that. So if they're older, it's like most people are like, well, I mean, it's not the worst, right? Well, yeah, but like if you, it's like 13 in Taiwan, where it's just like, okay, what the, it's like, you got to draw the line somewhere. And to be fair, at the end of the day, when it comes to anime, these characters are written to be more mature. 
in their heads anyways. How old like, can, how old you gotta be to buy cigarettes in Japan? Um it's between it's between sixteen and eighteen, I think. Oh right, well then they can be fucking. I'll look it up just to be sure. If you can buy cigarettes, you can you can you can fuck an adult. That's my stance. Okay, actually it's uh twenty. But I think the let me see the drinking age. Yeah, drinking same thing. Military same thing. If your country lets you go die, you're fair game for everyone. Okay, I think military's younger, but drinking's also twenty. But I think it's just the age of consent that they're. But Japan also has that different culture where there's a lot of arranged marriages and things like that. So they do it at younger ages for like political reasons and things like that. So it is a more custom thing overall in that like environment has she bled i'll trade you a single goat well i I think you're talking more middle eastern countries now Mm. let me stop let me stop (laughs) okay yeah let's go on to the next one um so i'm a spider so what i'll talk about that when we're ranking them because that's also carryover from last season Full dive RPG. Full dive RPG is like an uh, SAO spoof. So my downside to this series is it has all the potential to be really funny and enjoyable. It's from the same author who did uh, Overly Cautious Hero. But Overly Cautious Hero was like really good from the start to me. Like I found that series like really enjoyable, really hilarious. Is this Combatants Will Be Dispatched? Nope. Completely different. Um, This one is like... The main guy, Kirito Vibes, he he goes into this RPG world and he's like, okay, it's full dive experience, so you feel and sense everything in the same way. The thing about it is it's a really realistic game. So like it's like, what if you were in an RPG, but all the combatants were uh combatants, uh components were like realistic factors, right? So what if you had to heal yourself in like an RPG, except you have to wait like a week before the medicine kicks in or something, instead of like instant heals and things like that. Or if you're fighting a monster, like the monster stats compared to like a normal human stats are like busted and broken and things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 really it's really crappy experience overall. And there's comedy moments that are really good, but it also has like really bad misses because the main character can be really annoying. But the world around him is actually really funny. He's just like a really pathetic character at times. And I something about characters who can like rub me the wrong way and come off as annoying. It's just something I don't vibe with and all, but I don't think it's a bad series by any means. I think the plots have been going places and it's become more developed, interesting series. So I want to see where it goes, but like, there's been like some patches in the series where I'm like, it can go here, like in a more positive aspect in regard, it can go a little lower. I think it just comes down more to the plot, the comedy will will like build itself around the plot so as long as the character interactions work and like the main character is like more dignified or at least less annoying like he keeps coming back to this world like he can leave whenever not whenever like if you're in an event you can't leave but he can leave for the most part never just play the game again but he just keeps coming back right so it's like you know if you're gonna keep coming back you know you gotta have that growth so i want to see where that goes and all and like the comedy again there's really good moments and there's other moments there's like "Mm." you know i feel like if you're not if you're not stuck there it's less interesting yeah yeah i I think that's a big difference like but what have like the events that happen and how they happen are really entertaining it's just like some of them 
just go in certain ways just because he is who he is. All right. I got to speed up, though. Mars Red, really interesting series about vampires. It's very Shakespearean in how the story is told, and it's written in those parallels to be like a theatrical performance, focusing on the themes of life and death, but like, again, revolving around vampires. And the last episode like threw me in a, for a loop because I didn't realize what was happening until I realized it was like a flashback episode to reach point A to where the story starts. And like that, when I eventually like keyed in on that, I was like, oh, shoot. And then they hit it with a parallel at the very end of the episode. And I was like, oh, it's a really good episode. But in the middle, it was kind of going a little all over the place because I didn't like, I was focusing on it. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like I'm missing so much plot right now, or at least it's going too fast or like too much is happening where I'm like, what's the important parts of this? But it's more like a play narrative written as an anime with the plot it has. So I want to see where it goes and like where that aspect of the story takes it. Because it has this really interesting vibe. It just where it's it's more or less like it can end really good or it can end really bad, just depending. It all hinges on the third act. Yes, as almost any play does. Ah, theater. Mm, yes, the wonderful world of theater. Mm, quite. Quite. Quite frankly. All right. Next show, Mashiro no Oto. That's definitely one of my top shows this season. It's uh What's the show people compare it to? Koi no Tomare is one of them. It's a like romance music series. This guy, essentially, he, he, his grandfather is like a really big shamisen player. And like him and his brother kind of like tried to work under him to like learn his technique and all. But his grandpa was like one of those guys who's like, you know, I'm not going to teach to you. You have to find your own way. But he's not going to say it outright. So he's just going to be like a little, not cryptic, but like a kind of like Sundari about it, like old, like, you know, it's like, nah, you like you, if you try to take from me, then you're not worth anything. You should, shouldn't bother type guy. So he's like a little aggressive on it, old head style. But like, eventually he moves out from his home because he's like, I want to find my sound again so I can play. And he's like able to manage and move on and like grow from that and stuff. Okay, come back. My bad. I just happened. It's for same time. I same sometime between when we start recording to whenever I'm gonna get an interruption. Like it, it's bound to happen, right? <laughs> Anyways, because I lost my train of thought. I was hoping he would just leave right away, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, it comes down to like he he goes to a different school. He well before that he he finds a chick right, and she kind of offers him a place to stay, place to stay because he's kind of like past. So he's he's. He's wandering the whole time. He really doesn't know what he's doing. So eventually, like, she kind of takes care of him for a short time. And he ends up playing at a show. And, like, there's a confrontation. So eventually, like, after she leaves, he's like, well, I guess I'll leave. And then eventually his mom finds him. And he goes to school. And then it becomes, like, a high school series in that regard. And she's trying to push him to, like, get to that level where she thinks he should be. Because he should be really good based on his, like, grandfather and all that. Because he's, like, one of the most prominent or, like, known guys around when it comes to this so he should be really skilled and he's his name is known so it's like a really good like drama in that regard where he's like trying to improve find his sound and like just the music alone is really good in the show the ost everything around it really well done show and like nice factors it on his regard it doesn't feel like a romance but you can see in other characters there's like romantic elements going around him and all that and you know not too much to say other than it's a really good show. It's like, it, it doesn't have much plot I can explain. So it's more like you watch it to enjoy it. It's the execution. Mm-hmm. Um, 
next up this is a show i could talk about plot forever odd taxi odd taxi is the most like you watch it you don't know what's gonna happen episode one has that second half of episode one and you're like what the what the hell am i watching like what did this show become it is a mystery show almost to its core and it's so strange and weird it's the show i'm troy i need you to watch this one because so much stuff happens like there's like half of the episode where it's like oh the daily lives of all these characters the mundane plots of this and then you get to like that through line where it's like all right here's the second half of the episode where everything is hitting the fan like oh this mystery is happening this guy's like a serial killer on the loose this uh this guy might be kidnapping people everything is happening in the show and like it's so hard to explain unless like i were to spoil everything to, to explain the plot it is literally one of the most entertaining shows to watch weekly, though. That's what's up. Yeah, I keep meaning to watch it, but I couldn't find it on Funimation. Should be on Crunchyroll. Yeah. So, if you can't find it, I can always give you a site. But beyond that, it is legit, like, one of the most entertaining things to watch week to week. Um, next show, Osanana Jimi. Uh, it's the rom-com where the childhood best friend wins. Because... Again, one of the plot points of the series is almost every girl just happens to be a childhood best friend when it's revealed. So it's kind of like, all right, let's take the childhood best friend trope and throw it on every chick possible. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. So it's pretty fun. It actually does have really good comedic moments, though. I think like the main character is a little over the top, but like he used to be an actor, and a lot of the plot res- follows the fact that he used to be an actor. So like a lot of character interactions and like people who see him and know him, it comes from that regard of his life. But, like, he's trying to move on from that life. And, like, certain aspects around him have kind of pulled him back. So it's it's a story with his character growth in mind, but also, like, just a rom-com. And all these characters all pretty much have equal standing. And it also has, like, revenge comedy aspects to it as well, to where it's like, oh, this character did this thing, so we're going to try to get back. And so there is this one, like, main plot point that happens within the first four episodes that ends on, like, this really sour note that's, kind of funny kind of like dang it's a little depressing because it really didn't have to happen this way so it it does act like all over the place but it's really entertaining and i'd say it's pretty easy to get into honestly once you get to like the first two episodes and all um what's next sayonara watashi no kramer this is like this is made from the people who did your lie in april and i say people it's from the uh author same mangaka it's it's about a girl soccer group and this is honestly one of the lowest, lower rated stuff this season. And I happen to really like it. And I don't know where the disconnect is because it's like a really good drama following characters, but it's also really slice of life. And it feels like really natural and how it fits with the setting and world it is and how the characters interact. So I don't know where like the issue is of what people have. Cause I haven't seen too much people talk about it. Cause it's under the radar because like when a show is usually doesn't have that like popularity behind it, it's going to like, kind of like die down. And then, like, I don't, I don't really see people's opinions on it too much. Like, I find it to be, like, really entertaining, follow the main girl. And, like, it, it's about, like, revitalizing girls' soccer in Japan as one of the subplots behind it. But it is following them in, like, high school, trying to, like, get adjusted and prove that girls' soccer can be worthwhile. But, you know, day-to-day life, they're doing other things to support the team, the group, and all of that. And they're trying to get better as a team. And I just, I don't know, I like the slice of life feeling to it. I've enjoyed it. So, I don't know. People um, probably just want the same shit that he's already... 
Right. It, it might be that I, you know, it's different like thematically. And I feel like, you know, your lie in April aimed to be a little more, uh, what's it? Melodramatic type, you know, mm. and like somber in how the story is told, but really dramatic as well. This one's a little more laid back in how it's told. So if that's the case of why it's not as like a push, I get that. But like, I don't know, it just comes down to like how much of a slice of life feeling do you want from a show? What are your expectations of it? You know? Mm -hmm. All right. Next up is Saints Magic Power is omnipotent. The, the story behind this is this two girls actually like there's it's a summoning thing with Isekai series that always happens where they're summoned to this world to like try to help solve problems yeah it just happens to be two of them this time and one of them happens to be the saint and they're trying to figure out because the government the group is like yeah so they're trying to settle everything and solve it and all and so that's what they're summoned for and they're both like the saint essentially is supposed to be like a really powerful magician who can solve and deal with a lot of problems good at healing good at that type of magic you know what you would assume from like a saintly being so the main girl who seems like the one who isn't the original saint who gets ignored by like the crown prince because when there's some and he goes and he sees the other chick and he's like, well, she's the more attractive of the two like in like, I don't know, in the anime terms because it's subjective anyways. And so she she gets all the attention and she's raised and like, well, not raised because they're there for a short amount of time, but she's like groomed to be this person, right? And like trying to given those standards and taking care of while the other chick is like, oh, well, I'm here and, you know, I guess I can do stuff. So she decides to work for the institution that works in magic. And she happens to be really skilled at it. And like everything she does is like better than anyone else can do because, you know, she probably has potential to be the actual saint. The, the subplot between the other chick isn't known too much. In like the last episode, she did have a, her episode focused and dedicated to her, which I ended up like enjoying because you kind of see everything from her perspective and you kind of feel bad for her because she's kind of pushed in this position and like treated this way because this crown prince is who he is and he's like you know and like the relationships that he's forced because he said he has a fiance and he's like focusing a lot on her and all that so like he's just kind of a little grimy type of person and people just tend to not like him and all that and you can see deservedly and she doesn't really know what to do in this world but like he's taking care of her so she like you care for someone if they're taking care of you and all that so mm -hmm. And then say the main character is like, you know, doing her thing, taking care of people, saving lives and all that. And like doing her due diligence, actually proving stuff. So I want to see where it goes, but it's like a really enjoyable series in that regard. And I wonder what the main plot point to it all is, but if it doesn't really have one, it's really enjoyable in the story it's telling. Um, whew, quite a few left, not too much. Shadow's House. Shadow's House is like one of my favorite stuff. Okay, Justin, we might be a little over. I'll try to speed through. Shadow House is the better one of the better shows this season it's fall involving like uh so there's the, the main group is the shadows who are like dark silhouetted f beings right who are like the shadow beings yes they're shadow fiends or whatever you want to call them and they're like the ruling class and what they have is dolls who are like just uh probably people because they they present themselves as dolls but uh, they're that's metal they, yeah, and they're their faces, right? They they emote for them. They're like essentially you have the shadow and like a, a clone who actually has features behind them and they emote. They they're basically supposed to reflect what the shadow is being or doing, right? But they can't have they have like strict guidelines on how they should act and to interact with the other because it's like very class not class warfare, but like nobility warfare, even though it's all like a single family and all that. And they all have like their schemey 
type of ways and all that. But like eventually the shadows for the younger generation, they have to show like the dolls have to show that they're worthy of them or else it lowers the standings for the shadows and they'll probably be outcast or like thrown aside as well as the dolls and all that. And so the dolls have to prove their worth. And like, it's, it's really interesting. It's more psychological in the story it's telling. And, you know, you're following the main, you're following a few main characters, but the main girl overall is really naive and like innocent. And like, because of this, it comes in conflict with a lot of everything else that happens. And so it's always on edge where it's like, well, do they kill these people? Like, you don't really know. And like, it's like, what do they do with them? And it like, sounds why is it... like, sounds like Zatch Bell met the current Hunter Hunter arc. Interesting. But there's also like the soot that the shadow people like emit. It's like one the, of those natural things that they have and it becomes monsters if left around too long. So like that has to be cleaned by all the dolls like when they're sleeping and all that. So like the dolls have like more work to do than of course the yeah. shadow people. They got to so, clean up all the shadows, loveies. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it, it's pretty wild. Like I this, like I thought I recommended this one to you because it's really entertaining. All right, um, comedy. Comedy is a sport that apparently exists that is like a wrestling mixed with tag, and it, it is like, I kid you not. I thought this is definitely one of the shows that I was expecting that I would want to drop from episode one, and it, it is like literally one of the just entertaining shows like the plot really simple it's about a guy who used to be in soccer and eventually he lost the thrill of soccer and he got bored with it so eventually he moved on and he just wanted to become a streamer and then eventually he gets blackmailed because like one of the guys who's in the comedy team is like well i managed to find you and uh, your secret because you always want to hide it and he blackmails him to like try to get him to join the team because he's like well the soccer team still wants you you're a really good athlete so he gets him there and then he's like, well, I'll show you like what comedy is all about. And then eventually he gets like torn down because it's not as simple as the sport as they make it out to be. And the thing about it is they teach you a lot about like the logistics and like the mindset you need to be to play this sport, which they do a really good job with. It. It's like if you're watching Haikyuu or sports, those regards where you're learning a lot about how they do things in like the strategic ways. Behind yeah. It. And it's not too exaggerated either. But it's also really funny at times, and like it just has a really good comedy and like plot behind it. And I just gotta say, it's really impressive, man. Like I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, but this is. It, I really like watching this. Like Friday, the two shows I just wait to watch are like, last are like this and a uh, comedy and a uh, Mashiro no Oto, right? I just enjoy both of them. Um, let's see, Shaman King, because I gotta speed up. It's a remake Shaman of the King. original Shaman yeah. King. Yeah, uh, it's very old school manga anime style. So there's com comedy is like the weaker part for me because just be like, I feel like Dragon Ball original has comedy moments dated. that I enjoy. This one's comedy moments are like the, the, the more exaggerated from that era. And mm -hmm. it kind of hurts, especially when you have that main friend character, Manta, who I still get annoyed by, even though like I understand his character and all. It's just come off as annoying, man. You come off as annoying, like nothing can do. Nothing you can really change about that, but like uh, over time, like the characters have kind of grown. Like the main character has grown a little more. A few of the side characters have like a little better plot behind them. So I can't wait to see where that goes. It hurts that I can't go into too deep, too many details for time reason and just 
the episode in general that we have but like spoilies i i want to see where it goes but it's definitely one of the weaker shows and i was hoping more from it, at least at this point in the series just because of like how many people used to like it back in the days you know um next up i've been killing slime for 300 years and i've met i love uh maxed out my level slice of life series about this witch who gets reincarnated and she's like you know i just want to live a peaceful life and so that's really what the series is she for 300 years she kills slimes and then she ends up maxing out her level and now plot starts happening in her life but it's not any crazy plot it's like oh you're you're basically starting a family because you're interacting with a bunch of other characters but it's like all female characters so it's not like she's like a motherly figure and like then kuma she, bear yeah it's like kuma 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 bear in that regard and like yeah. it's just it's really nice and wholesome like i i can't really say much about it like i if i spoil plot points i'm basically just spoiling like all the wholesome moments and how you interact with these characters and how yeah. you your family you know it's a nice watch if you want to watch something like that, you know. A casual. If, if you're watching it for like great plot and epic action, like it's not what you're gonna get. But it does have like really funny moments because it's like because it's an all female cast, like it'll go into those pseudo Yuri moments that just I don't know when you like force it to happen when characters aren't trying to make it happen or even in like Yaoi situations where they do the same thing. It just it can be good comedy or bad comedy, and it yeah, it's good comedy um sss dinazenon that is like a spinoff of Gridman, which is a kaiju type series and i, I haven't watched Gridman, sadly i have a friend who watched it and he really liked it so Grido if i ever man. have time i'll watch that but like it involves this guy who worked for this group of people who would like control kaiju creatures who are all robotic kaiju creatures in this case and they have like this ability that can like manifest and control them and all that but eventually they come from well that's a plot point so i won't say that they're they're in this timeline and he 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 uh leaves the group and he finds this new group because a kaiju is rampaging in town and he needs a group of people to help stop it so he finds the cast that happens to be the cast and they have a lot of like it's a drama in the sense where they have their own plot lines to tend to like their own personal situations that they're dealing with and storyline yeah he joins like an established group and they're they're not a group themselves they're all like separate people but like they're interacting as a group because they're able to actually do it and it's like can anyone do this i don't know but we have this group and they're able to manage so that's what we're running with and i i like all their character stories i like how the plot happens like it's not like it doesn't focus on anything more than it needs to at least in my opinion so like you'll get through like a quick plot point of like a quick five minute scene of like this character and what they're doing currently and then you'll move on to the next character for like three minutes. And then you'll jump around until eventually like this Kaiju's in the city and they have to take it down. And like, what have the earlier plot points of this episode led to this moment? Like, what are your personal interactions leading to the interactions that happen in this fight or the troubles you have being able to fight and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've, I've really been enjoying it. Some of that setup payoff action. I want, yeah, I want to see the payoff. Um, Super Rashiki is based off a game. Um, they did have an opening that was originally supposed to be done by the band Ollie, who did Lost in Paradise for uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, they br- and they, they did... broke up. Yeah. Well, they didn't break up. They're on standby because their drummer got their arrested drummer for, like, left. fraud. Yeah. So they... He didn't left. It yeah. happens. Jailed. They, they, they happens. They're on standby, so they might come back. But, like, they're a really good band, so I got so mad when I watched the first episode of the show, and I'm like, this show sucks. And I didn't get the opening, and they just did a remix of the game opening. I was so disappointed. 
Because <laughs> I wanted to hear that opening so bad. Bro, they took that shit off Spotify, too. I'm like... I was like, this is heartbreaking. Yeah, they took a lot of the stuff off Spotify. I was I was ready to cry, man. I was like, bro, Lost in Paradise is not going to play when I shuffle my music now? No. Yeah, that's no love. <laughs> and they have some of their other music still on there. I'm like, that's whack. That is big whack. Like, yeah, not, they took the, the wrong one off. Uh, the plot is really all over the place, honestly. Like, I, I guess there are plot points that I'm interested in. At the same time, I feel like it's like really rushed and convoluted at times. So it's not really anything I'd recommend. So I'll just skip over it. Super Cub. Super Cub is a slice of life about this girl getting and owning a Honda Super Cub as a bike. And it's the slice of life adventures of her becoming more adapted to her life with the bike, making friends because she owns the bike, and proving what a glorified Honda commercial can be while making it a very enjoyable slice of life anime. Girls Bike 2. Girls World Tour, even though that's not what that's about, but... Yeah, it's it's slice of life. It's honestly more like it's really simple. It's all about the directing and like the direction of the series. That's all the main point of it comes down to. But honestly, would I recommend it? Yeah, if you want a good slice of life, I honestly do enjoy it. But it is really slow. And if you're going to watch it, you just you, you got to sit through it. And then eventually you'll get a little more progression in the plot and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, They have uh the slime series, Slime Isekai. They have a short series. Well, not a short, but it's filled with like a lot of spin-off slice of life moments that aren't in the main series. I don't know if you watched Reincarnate as a Slime. I know Justin might have watched the first season or something like that. So Yeah, I never have. I mean it is I've a I've heard about it. I, I do enjoy it as an Isekai. I do find it to be a good series, but yes. That's really what it is. I can't really spoil anything on it. It's enjoyable. That's essentially what it is. It's nice spin-offs of everything that's happened outside the main plot. But yeah, not much to say on that. Next up, uh, Tokyo Avengers. Tokyo Avengers, I'd recommend for both of you to watch. Honestly, if you ever have time, Justin, I'd Bro, say I, go for it. I'm on episode two, and I, I don't know, it hasn't grabbed me yet. I think a little bit longer. It's it's I I kind of enjoy. It. It's like a race, but like with delinquents, and he's uh, and it's more he. There's more offset and change that happens based on his actions than a race which is really straightforward he has a main goal this one has a lot of like you go back and forth and like he needs he can't go back to the same spot if he's living time in one timeline because he's going to awaken on like the day he eventually gets sent back right so like yeah. time is happening outside of his control and so it's like it's like gang warfare like that type of series and, like, they do a really good do- job at the storytelling and, like, keeping into his mindset and, like, how he's trying to, like, he's trying to be a good person because now he's an adult in this, like, child's body and he knows the things that are going to happen. And he's trying to enjoy his life as a kid, but he's also, like, these people, I have new relationships with them. I have, like, a new life and, like, I don't want to lose any of this. And so he's working harder and harder to try to maintain this new status quo as it grows. And it's a really nice drama shown in series, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm saving Vivi for last. Um, mug cup. I'm not gonna say too much. Slice of life. It's about girls making mugs, but it's also like it's it's half half episode type series. So they're like mug minutes. cup. They're it's it's about pottery. Like they just that shit's make... redundant, bro. <laughs> That's the same goddamn thing. <laughs> is what it is. It's just a slice of life that like you know that they'll throw out there and them doing pottery and. There's not really like much I could say about the plot, but it's actually more enjoyable than 
I expected. I thought it was going to be a simple slice of life, but it has like a nice, decent amount of emotional moments per se. Um, this is one of my favorite shows because I really like the first season well as Zombieland Saga. Zombieland Saga is like one of the funniest idol shows I ever watched. I think this was the first idol show I ever watched. But as a comedy, it is literally one of the most entertaining things you can watch personally. If you like the main character and the producer, it is hilarious. And I watched this. If you've ever wa- if you ever seen the scene where it's two uh, idol chicks rapping each other and they're like dissing each other from like two years ago, that's from the show. And I don't know if you ever saw that clip personally, but it, it like it was a big deal when the episode did come out for the time being, you know. I've never even heard of it. Oh, man. Uh, if I'm going to recommend an idol show, this is definitely one of them because, like, as a comedy, it's hilarious. It also has emotional moments on, like, a really good plot. But, like, it's the show where if you watch it, it's the girl gets hit by the truck in the first five minutes. That's what it is. Oh, yep. Okay. So if you've seen that meme, then mm-hmm. that's that's where that comes from. And, like, she's brought as a zombie. And, like, the group, it's a group of zombies trying to become idols. And the main producer guy has this whole subplot to why he wants this to happen. And second season, for some, the music is really good. Like, if I were to send you some of this music, you'd be like, dang, that's some heat. But, like, the comedy is good. The emotional moments. Like, second season has a lot of really emotional moments. Like, it's better than the first season in that regard. Overall, at least from the start, the comedy still lands. Because, like, that last episode, me and my friend were watching and we were dying, you know. Granted, comedy's still subjective. So, if you were to watch it and you weren't to enjoy the comedy, I'd feel a little bad and be like, dang, I hard recommend this one. I, it's done by MAPPA. And the CG, the first season, it was a little more obvious. Like, the movements are nice. The CG for second season when they do performances is, like, the cleanest, doesn't feel like CG stuff at times. Like, it is really clean at times. And I'm like, wow, they did a really good job. But this leads to the last show we're going to be talking about, Vivi. Throw your thoughts uh, out there, Troy. This is the, the real idol girl show to watch, bro. It's but more I, might, music. It, I wouldn't consider it idle because it's just yeah. it's more music, but yes. But yeah, it's a it's a fucking trip. It's like <laughs> kind of like I don't know. It'd be hard to explain the concept to someone in full. Okay. Have you heard of Nair like, Automata? Yeah. That's what yeah. this reminds me. Because my friend has played it, right? And I've like watched him because he would stream would, it for me and yeah, you would have to like existential ai control the future tried to send ai back in time fix the future i mean that's not exactly what nair is but like it follows that premise where you're like humanity it's like like there if you can do if you can go back in time and change things yes pretty much near that's how i wouldn't describe the actual plot i would use comparisons because it's like the actual plot's a fucking tiny little This robot, this robot in the future gets sent back from this doctor to prevent the series of events that will lead to basically AI taking over the world and just mass wiping everyone. That's that's the plot in the first episode. Yeah, and he he like basically walks this AI that for some reason her body was around in the future, blah blah. She she is literally like the original AI that all other AIs built off of. So that's who Vivi is, or Diva as her codename is. She's the original singing or mm-hmm. sister whatever they're called yeah but they all have like that first one right they all have good voices and are very fuckable <laughs> so it's just like a thing where this little matsumoto 
floating AI from the future is walking her through like checkpoints. He's trying to force her to do these time. things, and like it's kind of out of character for her because her goal in life was she was created was to sing and make people happy, and he's like, "Well, we have to save the future, kill people, yeah. take names." That's one of my favorite things. I like their like whole and their dynamic core, is, great. but I love the like mental gymnastics that she has to do when she because she's like bro the mental the cycle so that they can hear psychological so that i can make them happy when they mm-hmm. when i sing and it's like oh she's like i gotta save people to make this happen and then there's a psychological plot where she's like what am i yeah. doing like when, when like, you get to that episode if you fully can't hear me the episode, live the episode on the island where that last scene is the the professor and he's like i can't do this anymore and she's right in <laughs> whoo bro i was like geez i was that show was all over the place, man. I that thinking, show was brutal. After that episode, I was like, "This is the, the, the whole show. show." Like almost every episode, the choreography, like wit, wit when it does like their own thing, kills it. So I'll give them that, bro. But yeah, this is definitely my favorite show this season currently. But like, we Same. will get into like yeah. details when we get to the ranking episode. But that's just about every show that I'm going to talk about from this season, and we'll get to the rest when we get to the rest. But yeah, we'll we'll get more in depth then, and we'll we'll break things down more. Hopefully, Troy and Justin might get to some other stuff, and we can have a nice debate when it comes to ranking. Who knows? Yeah, we'll I'll have a more complete view, and I have finished Castlevania, which yeah, and we'll throw that in there. Technically count, but it's an animated show, so yeah, yeah. But yeah, thanks for being with us here on this episode of the Anime Couch. Be sure to uh, if you're watching the YouTube video. Check the links below if you want to support on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, that's that's been the episode. All right, we have Justin and Troy signing out. Say bye. Latest. All right, and we'll see.